WVOW Local News, now. 24th Annual Senior Citizens Bluegrass Night returns to the Coalfield Jamboree this weekend. I'm Aaron Stone. According to Bill Waybright, he conceived the idea for Senior Night more than two decades ago. He said he thought it would be nice to hold an event for area senior citizens. Waybright brought the idea to the Logan County Commission, and then Commissioner Willie Akers at the time asked what Bill would do for Senior Night. Well, all old people like bluegrass music, and I said, I start a bluegrass show, and that's how that got started now. Senior Night is sponsored yearly by the Logan County Commission. This year, the commission allotted $5,000 to put on the show. Commissioner Danny Gobby says the event is fun for the whole family. Before, we've had various uh, uh, people that have uh, been been up to charge in, in, uh, in bluegrass music. And so this Joe Mullen and the Radio Ramblers is one of the top-notch groups. They're, they're wholesome uh, family entertainment. Uh, uh, their the, the bluegrass gospel and, and the bluegrass in itself, and uh, they certainly seem to enjoy that. The son of life goes down. Admission to the event is free, and everyone is welcome. Showtime begins at 7:30 this Saturday night at the Coalfield Jamboree in downtown Logan. WVOW Logan. Don't let aches and pains put you on the sidelines. Lingering pain from aging or injuries can impair your ability to move and take the fun out of everyday activities. Let Logan Regional Medical Center get you back in the game. Take a joint pain assessment at loganregionalmedicalcenter.com slash orthopedics to find out how we can help alleviate pain, increase mobility and range of motion, and get you back to living your life to its fullest. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well, that's why we're here. A tragic end to a search for a missing man in Boone County. Boone County Sheriff Chad Barker confirmed the body of 41-year-old Josh Bias was found in Bias's pickup truck. The deputies and volunteers were looking for over the weekend. Sheriff Barker did not offer any specifics on what ultimately resulted in Bias's death, but confirmed that Bias was found in that red Toyota pickup truck in the Farley's Branch area in a pretty remote area of the county. It's uh, Route 85 south uh, at the foot of Bolt Mountain. Bias had been missing a week this past Monday. Reportedly, he was last seen in the Chapmanville area. Volunteers spent much of the weekend searching for him in the Twilight area due to video surveillance of Bias's red Toyota truck in the remote area. Sheriff said Toyota provided the last known location on the vehicle, but said the process took too long. Toyota had the ability to give us the last known location on that vehicle all along, and we've been fighting with them since uh, Tuesday. It rolled on, I guess, seven days from Tuesday to Monday. Circumstances surrounding that death still have not been released. Former teacher's aide accused of not reporting abuse in the classroom was on the stand in Kanawha County Tuesday. Lori Gibson's facing charges of not reporting the abuse of former teacher Nancy Boggs. Boggs is currently serving a 10-year sentence for abuse after pleading guilty to 10 counts of battery on special needs students. Boggs's charges included slapping students, pulling their hair, and even driving one student's head into a desk. Gibson was a teacher's aide for Boggs, says she did everything that was required of her as a teacher's aide. Jury was selected Monday. 
opening statements Tuesday. The case is expected to go to the jury today. Gibson pleaded not guilty to the charge of failure to report last September. On July 26th, Gibson and another former teacher's aide involved in the case, Lisa Perdue, appeared in a Kanawha County court. The judge accepted a pretrial diversion agreement with Purdue, meaning her records will be clean once she meets certain conditions set by the court. She must cooperate with testimonies in the investigation and cannot work with children under the age of 14 for one year. Prosecutors claim Gibson and Purdue personally witnessed the abuse and did not report it as required under law. Kanawha County Schools fired both Gibson and Purdue. Dozens of West Virginia National Guard soldiers deploying to the U.S.-Mexico border to assist in Texas's Operation Lone Star. Governor Jim Justice and the National Guard stepping in just like several other states. On Monday, they held a send-off event for the soldiers in preparation for what's coming next this month. These men and women in the National Guard will be working along the Rio Grande River throughout the month of August and assisting Texas State Police and Border Patrol with the goal of improving border security. Operation Lone Star, implemented by Texas Governor Greg Abbott, is meant to prevent human trafficking, smuggling, and immigration without documentation to the United States. Men and women crossing the border without legal documentation will be sent back to Mexico, may even face legal consequences. There are currently no plans for the deployment to extend beyond 30 days. A new state Homeland Security Secretary, Mark Sorsea, took the oath of office Tuesday. Sorsea, the now former longtime Putnam County prosecutor, took the oath from State Supreme Court Justice Haley Bunn in the State Supreme Court's courtroom. Governor Jim Justice chose Sorsea to replace former Homeland Security Secretary Jeff Sandy after his announced retirement. Absolutely. He is just perfectly qualified to do this job. Sorsea was in his fifth term as a Putnam County prosecutor. Putnam County Commission has chosen former West Virginia State Police Superintendent, former West Virginia Fusion Center Director, Thom Kirk, as the county's temporary prosecutor. On Tuesday, volunteers spent the day spreading awareness about putting an end to the transplant wait across West Virginia. It's part of the third annual Donor Day. It's a community outreach effort by the Center for Organ Recovery and Education and Donate Life. It challenges people to support organ, tissue, and eye donations. The West Virginia Community Outreach Coordinator, Cheryl King, says August 1st was chosen for a reason. We have it on 8-1 because eight lives can be saved through one donor. King said there is currently about 500 people in the state of West Virginia waiting for a transplant, 100,000 nationally. Along with the DMV, people can also sign up to become a donor when they register for their hunting and fishing licenses or by visiting online at DonateLifeWV.org. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com and on your smart device. This is WVOW. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 meteorologist Chris Nolans. We're seeing another mostly sunny day over the coal fields of West Virginia. High temperatures this afternoon, they're going to be around the mid 80s for today. As we go through the overnight hours, we will see some cloudier skies move in with morning lows looking to be around the upper 60s to start off Thursday. And then we're going to see some rain and thunderstorms move in for Thursday afternoon. And we're looking to see a rainy end to the work week. Listen throughout the day. Or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. 
The cold fields start the day with the morning news. Colleges and universities across the Mountain State are reaching out to help Alderson Broadus students, including Fairmont State University. With a little more than a week until the August 11 fall semester application deadline, Fairmont State University is taking an express lane approach to help potentially displaced Alderson Broadus University students. The morning news, weekdays, starting at 6 a.m. on WVOW.